Well, hello there, everyone. My name is Father Dominic. I'm Paul Maneric. And this is our Ed Talks podca- podcast. <laughs> I've only had one. That's, I promise I've only had one. He's still <laughs> drinking the same beer from Christmas. It is, yes. the Yes, it is. It is the same beer. <laughs> but it's also still Christmas. We're still in the Christmas season. Do tell. Explain. Because the Christmas season, un- unlike what those liars at 93.9 The Light FM will tell you. Christmas does not begin the day after Halloween (laughs) and end on December 25th. The season of Christmas begins September 25th. Wait, what what day? What day? I think you... December 25th. December. December. December, Did I say September? Yes, you did. I'm going to edit that out, so I'll look... (laughs) Do you want to try that again? (laughs) It starts on December 25th. This big beer here. I tell you, oh my goodness. Uh, and uh, ends on the feast of the baptism of the Lord, which this year is January 9th of 2022. Coming up this Sunday, this Sunday after this podcast this airs, is the feast of the baptism of our Lord, the end of the Christmas season. Yes, and we here at St. Edward celebrate the feast of the baptism of the Lord. This is cool. Listen to this. By celebrating the sacrament of baptism within the celebration of Mass on that Sunday. And so we don't fake it. We don't fake it. It's a real baptism. It's a, this it's is a, a real baptism. Two real baptisms. We're going to do it the 930 and the 11. Where yeah. In past years, we only did it the 11. But this year, we had two families willing to do it. So we're going to do it the 930 and 11 o'clock Masses. Celebrate their children's baptism at mass and by willing to do it they wanted to have their children baptized on that day anyway and we just asked them instead of doing it after mass by themselves to do it in the middle of mass so this sunday come check it out you'll be, It'll be i very mean cool. it's awesome right and it's like we talked about this back in our baptism episode so feel free to go back if you haven't listened to all of our episodes yet go back and listen to the baptism episode which i think is episode three um but when you're when you go to a baptism as a parent or a godparent or a grandparent you understandably get caught up in the you know how cute the baby looks and trying to get the right picture and like you're understandably distracted but when you attend a baptism as like a perfect stranger sitting at mass or just a family member that's that's coming to support the family and because you love the baby uh, you pay attention to the actual rite and you Pick up on the beauty of the ritual. So it's another good reason to, that we do this and the baptism of the Lord is just a great, um, like if there was going to be a Sunday to do it, that's that's the Sunday. It's the ultimate sacrament of initiation, but not the only sacrament of initiation. Not the only, because we're going to talk about the second one in today's podcast as we continue our sacrament series. That was a beautiful segue. It, You know? What can I say? It's why they pay me the big bucks. That is why they, and that is why, why we get the producer credits. Yeah, wait for the podcast. What about Rick? He's the executive. Producer. Oh, executive producer Rick. All right. Okay. <laughs> we should get Rick him a, a microphone off to the side so you can like banter with us. I don't know. We'd have to edit out all the curse words. He's just constantly. He does have a potty mouth. He's over just there. you people don't even hear it. <laughs> <laughs> if if Rick's children are watching, that was a joke. That's not your dad. Your dad no. is a as a gentleman, a saint. <laughs> so confirmation, Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me about the sacrament of confirmation. So confirmation is not. Can we talk about what it's not first? I like to say what it's not. Sure. Let's it's do it. not graduation. 
It is not a graduation. No, it's, it's not. not. It's not a coming of age. No. Sacrament. No. Um, it is a sacrament of initiation. It's not a sacrament of completion. It's not a sacrament of celebration. It's a sacrament of initiation. It's, it's also not a carrot on a stick to keep kids in a program. No. For all my other DREs and CREs listening out there and other directors of faith formation. Yeah, and and we and, don't use it to fool people into staying in your program longer. No, it's it's yeah. a it's an amazing. An important and invaluable infusion mm-hmm. of grace and spiritual gifts that happen only if we, we we have to be open to receive them, right? These are gifts, just like every gift, right? If you if you take a gift and never open it, if you take a gift and open it and be like, ooh, that sweater is ugly, and you put it in the back of your closet and never use it, you don't have to accept gifts, right? Mm-hmm. But the gifts are there ready for the taking. And and a lot of traditions um i think of our orthodox brothers and sisters this sacrament of initiation happens right after baptism you get baptized mm-hmm. and then you get confirmed i mean even if you're an infant or if you're an adult whatever we do that we still do the easter vigil at the easter vigil with adults um and in more and more dioceses they're they're going to the restored order yes uh which is earlier confirmation um sometimes even confirmation that precedes first communion which is the restored order. The restored order. Uh, which is why you said the second sacrament of initiation. Yes. So, and we think about confirmation as that beautiful window, the stained glass window in our church of Pentecost, the birthday of our church. This is like the confirmation where the Holy Spirit descends like a dove, the tongues of fire, and and the Holy the Holy Spirit just lit those apostles and Mary's hearts on fire. They went out and were able to do amazing things Mm -hmm. because they were receptive to those gifts. Mm -hmm. And that's confirmation. And you get those gifts regardless of how receptive you are. So Mm -hmm. let me tell you about my confirmation. You get them. Back in, what year was I confirmed? I think I was confirmed in 2005. Yeah, I was 15. Um, And so my confirmation, so I'll start with the end. So when I was a seminarian, I'll start at the end, I'll go back to the beginning. So when I was a seminarian, it's like um, Memento, the movie. Memory. Oh. No, the movie, Memento, right? Isn't that the one with the guy with the memory? And so, like, the, anyway, Ground, Guy Pierce. Groundhog Day? No, that's an awesome movie, too. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so I'm in the seminary. Uh, it was Cardinal George's 50th priesthood anniversary, and I was one of the servers for it. And I'm in line, and Bishop Paprocki, uh, who is now the Bishop of Springfield in Illinois, mm. was an auxiliary bishop here in Chicago and a Chicago priest. He confirmed me, and so I happened to be in line as we were waiting for the mass to begin in the procession, and I was near him, and he said hello to me, and I said, oh, hello, Bishop. I said, you know, you actually confirmed me, <laughs> and his response was, I'm glad it worked. Now, now I'm in the seminary. But now going back, I don't remember nothing about my confirmation except that it was Bishop Paprocki who did it. And I think I only remember him because Bishop Paprocki is known for singing during his homilies. Hmm. He learns a a contemporary song, and he finds a way to fit it into his homily and sing it so that the kids will remember it. And that's what I remember. He's saying Green Day. Um, I don't remember which Green Day song he sang, but he sang something there from are, Green Day. It's a small number that he could have sung from an ambo. <laughs> it was like a verse of it. <laughs> okay. I want to say it was the Hope You Had the Time of Your Life one. Okay, Good Riddance um, is the yeah. name of that song. Uh, I think that's what he's saying. But anyway. I don't think, if he knew that was the title of the song, I don't know if he would have been. <laughs> <laughs> well, riddance. he's saying it. it I think that's what he's saying. I love he's that song. He's saying something. I love that song. Um, 
but I don't really remember. Like I, 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 I was not receptive that day mm. to the gifts of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just an angsty teenager um, who was, I was involved in youth group. Like I was involved in my faith, but I just, I don't know. I just did not, for some reason, I just really didn't care about confirmation, but the gifts were still given mm-hmm. to me. Yep. And eventually, as Bishop Apraki would say, I cooperated with that grace, with the Holy Spirit that helped me to discern where God was calling me. And now I'm, I'm still cooperating with the gifts of the Spirit to this day. But whether you receive them as an infant or in second grade or as an adult who never got confirmed, now you're an RCIA and you're going to get confirmed finally, like it, it doesn't matter the age, but the earlier you get those gifts, which is what our Orthodox brothers and sisters understand, and our bishops, like Bishop Apraki in Springfield, who are going back to restored order, the sooner you get those graces and those gifts, then the more opportunity you have throughout your life to mm. cooperate with those graces. So I am in favor of restored order, although I don't see that happening in the Archdiocese of Chicago anytime soon. Although they have the the kind of strict tying to eighth grade year is being loosened. So that's kind of, yes, it's, a, it's a, a little bit of a nudge in right. that direction, which is really cool. I mean, I think uh, this year, at least we have at least one seventh grader who is, his family has been actively involved in our family faith formation and he's come to youth group and the mission trips. And he was like, I'm ready. And we were like, that's what we want. Let's do this. And he's going through the same process as, say, like a traditional eighth grader would, but he's just doing it as a seventh yeah. grader. And the, the the Cardinal Archbishop has said, moving forward, this is totally cool. Yes, totally we're like- calling that readiness-based catechesis, for those of you that want to be in the in knowledge and yeah. lingo of the, uh, of the church. The corporate speak. Yes. Um, Which is, is what we are actively moving toward right. here at St. Edward. So I would like to see us one day very soon um, – get to a point with this conversation we've already started having, but get to a point of say like, you know, between fifth and eighth grade, we'll tell the, the, the students and their parents when you're ready to receive the sacrament of confirmation, like you still need to do the two years of prep work and, and go through the program that we have in place. Um, but you don't have to wait for seventh grade to start so that you make the sacrament in eighth grade. Right. If you feel ready when you're in fourth grade and you think like, I, I want to be confirmed, then all right, when fourth grade, we'll start you on the on the process and fifth grade, we'll get you confirmed or fifth grade into sixth grade because then you're, you're receptive and you're open and you're ready. And if you don't want to be confirmed, I, I mean, I'm, that, that makes me sad, but we're, we're not doing any favors by forcing young people into these sacraments that they don't want to be a part of they're already catholic they're already members of the body of christ but i want to keep them engaged and thinking about where they're at with their relationship with the lord and if their parent forces them to do it they force them to do it that's fine too like again i'd rather them receive the grace so they can cooperate with it later um than not and then i'll leave that up between the young person and their parents but at least then that starts a conversation at home and it doesn't become like okay it's eighth grade so confirmation, graduation, high school prep, like these are just the checklist things that we're going through. Like I'd rather be a conversation that starts, you know, fifth, sixth grade, like, okay, well, when do you want to get confirmed? Like, do you want to get confirmed with your friends? Like if you started talking about like, now we're having a conversation of, are, am I ready? And is my child ready 
to receive this sacrament that comes with a lot of grace, but also a lot of responsibility as, you know, as some would say, as an adult in the church and someone who's been given these gifts of the Holy Spirit to cooperate with grace and to be a leader now within the church. And I think that that's, I love that word conversation. And I think that talking with you and what we're trying to do here at St. Ed's is to foster a culture of conversation with these kids where talking about faith, talking about God and talking about, or just even praying, right? Which is part of a conversation, part of a necessary conversation that we have to have within ourselves and with God becomes normalized. And so we want to take it out of just a religion class or a family faith formation class Mm -hmm. or just when you come to church, that this is something that just gets woven into the reality of your day-to-day life. And until it happens, then it becomes this compartmentalized other weird thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't have to dominate, right? That conversation doesn't have to be nonstop, but it should be something that kind of comes in and fades out and comes in, but it's always there as a framework for the way that we view the the world and uh i i love the idea that we've got which we're going to pilot this year mm-hmm. in this in this new year we're going to pilot with some seventh graders is a this formation of a small group and working with a couple of adult mentors uh, that are they're not related to and they just meet regularly to just discuss the faith there's no it's not a it's not a lesson mm-hmm. it's it's not although, a class. Although it is a lesson, it's a lesson of how to talk about these things normally. Yeah. Which is awesome. And to work in discernment too. Yes. That will a- hopefully help them as they mature to discern to their, their vocation, their gifts, their talents as they date, that they discern within dating. You know, dating is not about fulfilling needs and desires. Dating is about, am I called to the sacrament of holy matrimony? Am I called to do that with you? Are you going to help me grow in holiness? Am I going to help you grow in holiness? Like, that's discernment. That's what dating should be. So hopefully, and then right. my being called to the priesthood, a religious life, to be a religious sister or brother. Yeah, my major in college, when I sit down Ma- and, yep. and pray about this, like, where is God calling me? God's giving me these amazing gifts, right? Or maybe God's not even calling me to college. Maybe God's calling me to... Like, to a trade, to a trade, to the service, to, first responder. Absolutely, right? All of these things are incredibly noble. Marty Lane, Marty one Lane. of our favorites. I'm sure I know Marty watches and listens to the podcast. <laughs> so got, shout out to Marty. We gotta get Marty in here to interview. I know he's Marty. got a big smile on his face right now. I, we gotta interview Marty. Oh, he would love that. Yeah, he's probably running to Carol right now, telling Carol that we just talked to. Him. We're I, talking about him actively on the podcast. I'm going to talk. So to hello, him. Carol. I'm going to talk to Marty about George Mason, my alma mater. Uh, inviting because it was personal from George Mason, his <laughs> alma mater and yours, Loyola, uh-huh. into the the beautiful Atlantic Ten Conference. It's going to be a great thing. So welcome beautiful. to Loyola. So Marty's son George was actively discerning uh, a company to work for. Like they, his family recently moved and he was looking for a new job and he had various offers. And Marty was telling me how his son was actually like praying and discerning. Like, which job offer to take? You know, he didn't take, that wasn't a decision he took lightly, and he brought it to prayer, you know, because he had a good holy father, Marty, and and Carol, his mother as well, um, that taught him that those gifts of discernment and cooperating with the grace of his own confirmation and baptism and holy matrimony. He's married to his wife and their children. Yeah, it's beautiful. I've talked to a lot of people, yeah. um, new faces here at St. Ed's, who've also talked about discerning when, you know, been hit with some some tough, some tough realities right now with, Churches being closed and, and yeah. people losing things that 
are so dear to them, right? The, this this home of faith. And there's a lot of discernment that goes on. And it's, be- it's, it's, it's invigorating for me to have these conversations, even as hard as they are and how much yeah. pain I can sense and how, how upset I am sometimes for them on their behalf. It is invigorating to hear them say, you know, I'm really praying about where is God calling me to go next? Because I know that this hurts, but he's, do- he's, he's, he's actively calling me. God doesn't stop calling me. Right. He's not slamming this door in my face. Not that, not that it's, it's, a good thing, but there's something that God wants. And that's just, that's awesome. Like so cool to hear people, these mature adults in their faith. Of, with great faith. Yeah. yeah. To, to this, this discernment. And I think that's, that's, that's it, right? These are the fruits of the Holy Spirit that come from confirmation. They, they, they're, they're in abundance. We have a God of abundance and just rains these graces down on us. Amen. And, and to, to really foster this, this conversation, like you said, within these young people who are just, I mean, let's be honest. Right now, in the wake of two years of COVID, in a world that is obsessively digitalized, these kids need conversation. They need human interaction, right? That's We're built for it. We're wired for it. God made us for relationship. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so I, I'm excited. I think it's going to be an awesome thing um, for, the, for the parish. I think it's going to be great for the kids. I think it's going to be great for the families Amen. as well. So... Yeah, we, we have a bright future ahead of us. We do. God, we know who wins. Amen. We know who wins. So on a lighter, not, I mean, talking about God winning, that that is light, but on an even lighter note, do you remember your confirmation saint name? I know you remember because we just talked about it, but I do want to talk about it. Not not because of who your saint yeah, is. Yeah, it is. It, well, a little bit. Okay, all right. So who's your confirmation saint, Paul? Dominic. I'm sorry, what was it? Saint Dominic. Saint Dominic. Dominic. Saint Dominic. It's Saint Dominic. Dominic de Guzman. Do- Dominic, the man, the, uh, the the original, the hound of the Lord, the OGOP, the Dominican, the OGOP. That's good. <laughs> I just I, thought of that. I hope the Springfield Dominicans are listening. to I this. just thought of the that. OGOP. So OP, Order of Preachers. That's awesome. That is the Dominican uh, designation. And uh, any Dominican listening right now should make that your podcast name. Saint Dominic. The OGOP. OGOP. Yeah. So he was That's the original awesome. gangster. So what made you decide besides that's just such it's a name that screams handsomeness, intelligence <laughs> and holiness. So besides the, the name, why St. Dominic? So the reason why I chose St. Dominic was because my middle name is Francis. And um, so my name is Paul Francis Maneric, named after my grandfather. Francis is the other great church reformer in this we apostolica, the apostolic way of like this moment in the church where the church was in crisis, right? In a real way. And these two guys in different parts of their lives, different parts of Europe had this profound call to say, I'm not going to sit there on the sideline and complain when I see my church in crisis. I'm going to go out and preach the gospel mm-hmm. and do it as God told us to do it. Amen. Go out. Preach the gospel. So that was it. So I had Francis and Dominic, the two um, great founders of these religious orders. We, we're going to have, I'm deciding right now. Yes, oh, I can. Here we go. Uh, we're going to have a special podcast on Dominic and Francis. We're talking about the Dominicans right. and the Franciscans. Because I have a particular love for both orders. One of my best friends is a Franciscan. He's awesome, by the way. I thought about being a Dominican, and I discerned it, and I went and I did some come and sees, and and, and actively thought about joining the Dominicans. Um, 
while I, I love the Dominicans and St. Dominic, my theology tends to be a little more Franciscan. So that. I'm kind of I can see in that. between two camps. Yeah. You know, I don't think Thomas Aquinas is the smartest of all the doctors of the church. He is. Um, he, is. he is not. Uh, Bonaventure and Scotus are oh, far more intelligent. Oh. But anyway. Hi. Mm. Um, so we're going to bring Father Arturo on, and we're going to have a special podcast. But anyway, so my confirmation saint, so that's to come. My, I was that kid, and I wanted to have the funny, weird name because I wanted to be funny and weird all the time in high school. Um, so I chose St. Genesius uh, mainly because it's a funny name, but also I was very involved in the theater, and St. Genesius is the patron saint of theater. So it kind of fit. It, it accomplished two goals, but I know nothing. Like, just, like I told you, I did not care about confirmation. I didn't really look up much. On Genesius, I don't know much about his life. I know he was Greek. I know he was an actor. I know he was martyred. I don't even know how he was martyred. So my my wife, Whitney, she went to the Catholic University of America for grad school for Master of Arts in theater education. And upon commencement, the head of the School of Theater Education presented all of the graduates with a St. Genesius medal. So she has a St. Genesius medal. And anytime one of our daughters does a performance, she'll... Let them wear under their costume this medal. Oh, to cool! Genesis, which is really cool. So, that's cool. Yeah, that's so. my one of my patrons. Ah, that's a good if one. I if I had to go back and do it again, though, I'd pick Saint Jose Maria Escriva, ah, founder good of one. the Opus Dei. Awesome. He's uh he's been a special patron saint uh, since I started my vocation. Yeah. He's if great. I had to do it again, that's who I would pick. Uh, so Saint Genesius and Saint Dominic. Pray for us. Uh, pray for us. Amen. And, you know, we hope that uh, I, I'm excited to see all of the new uh, the new confirmandi and learn their saints that they choose. It's Amen. always exciting yeah. to see that. And it's Pray for up. our confirmandi. Uh, yeah. They'll be confirmed in March. And retreat later this January. Yeah. And, yeah, the, the conf- uh, I think April 3rd, right? Sure. It's April 3rd, I think. I, I I'm the one it's who's your job to know that. I'm now. the one who's who <laughs> I don't have works. To know that anymore. What what's what I is, just have to show up. What is Bishop Bartosik's secretary's name? She's Shirley. Shirley, she's, she's a great. Sweetheart. Yeah, but man, it's it's she. If Shirley's listening, we love you, Shirley. Yeah, she's she's good. If anybody needs a person, well, you're not going to steal steal no, it from the, no, from the bishop. No, she's leaving. But but man, she runs a tight ship there. All right. Down well, I think hour. we're out of time. Yes. I'm Father Dominic. I'm Paul Maneric. Thanks for listening to our podcast, or we hope to help where we hope to inspire saints to inspire saints to build the kingdom of God. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.